0: Are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Your team every day.
0: Welcome to the Wednesday edition of Locked On NBA, the daily podcast covering everything you want to know about the association. And on Wednesdays, I'm your usual co-host, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter and the host of the Locked On Pelicans Podcast.
1: And I'm John Corrales at Reds Army underscore John on Twitter, and I host the Locked On Celtics Podcast.
0: Close out game in the NBA finals. Basically, historic performance from Giannis as the Bucks win in six, as they're probably still chanting as we're recording this in the arena. one hundred five ninety eight. But before we get into all of that, this episode of Locked On NBA is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join all of our Locked On hosts in their rooms over at the Spotify Greenroom, changing the way we talk sports. Look, we, we don't need to bury the lead on this one. Giannis. Uh,
1: no yeah this was Giannis all day after a first half that i think we're all happy to forget uh, Giannis came out in the third quarter and just bulldozed the phoenix suns he was not going to let this go back to phoenix he came out after that that second quarter which was so disgustingly bad for milwaukee <laughs> it was it was I mean, it was one of the worst quarters of basketball that we've watched, and I'm so happy
0: that 13 points for Milwaukee in the second period of this one.
1: I mean, gross, and I'm so happy that Giannis decided, you know what, we're going to erase the that we're going to get that taste out of our mouths, and I'm going to go out there. I'm going to take this for all of the stuff that's been said about Giannis, and, and especially in earlier rounds, this was a finals. He was the finals MVP, obviously. He went out and dominated these finals and dominated game six, did whatever he wanted in the the second half, and just flat out, no doubt about it, took this game in one of the all-time most dominant performances we're ever going to see in a basketball game and in an NBA final.
0: Yeah, let alone in a closeout game, right? In It's not a must-win for Milwaukee, but you couldn't let this thing get back to Phoenix and get a game seven out of, of this. it
1: was, right? Like you no, know, it felt was...
0: like it was, right? And he finished the night with 50 points, 14 rebounds. He was 16 of 25 from the field, 17 of 19, 90% basically from the free throw line in this one. And he hit Amazing. a big three at 1.2 and played 42 and a half minutes it's an epic performance and you and I, when we were texting before the game tipped off to try and figure out what, you know, what we might cover, we do a little bit of planning beforehand. I was like, if the game's not great, maybe we touch on Giannis and his legacy and you had texted back to me, John, I think it's kind of too early for that. Yeah. Then this happens, and he puts up fifty. And again, you've seen the fifty for fifty. It's been fifty years since the Bucks won a title. He put up fifty in the closeout game. It's like a storybook here. Um, I'm sure Disney is already working on some sort of Disney Plus show about this. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like this was a bit of a like yeah. it, you know when he retires, this is what everyone is going to see first and foremost. So in a way, there was some sort of legacy definingness to this. I think.
1: Look, the 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 well, I texted you back when cuz I I did text you and say, I don't know, the legacy stuff is too soon. And then I texted you back like, maybe this is a legacy game. Uh, it it was for for a closeout game for like th- this really was it wasn't a must win because there was another game, but it kind of was because you don't want to go back to a must win. And, uh, you don't, you don't want to, um, you don't want to give Phoenix life. Like they just, uh, Giannis just did whatever needed to be done. One of my favorite things that he did at the end there was he had that dribble handoff to Chris Middleton for a clutch jumper. After everything that Giannis did, after all of the domination, he saw the right play and he made it. And that's that's the beauty of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like He spent this entire series, he spent this entire season becoming more of a screener, becoming more of a, uh, a, a guy that facilitates for his teammates and not just the guy that runs roughshod through defenses. So for Chris Middleton to hit that shot was huge. But for Giannis to say, oh, this is the right play, I'm going to make it. That was that was an amazing uh, example of the Bucks team basketball and and Giannis making making just the right plays.
0: No, he, he, that's a really great point. He he was incredible basically in all facets of this game. Whether it was scoring in the paint, whether it was trying just to do the right thing in the two man game between him and Chris Middleton was very much on display, and especially down the stretch, as you said. Let's also not forget about him on defense, right? Five blocks in oh this game. It could have been yeah. six if it wasn't for um, a goaltend call they gave him. It, you know, like The way to describe him in this game, would you call it relentless? Like That's what jumps to mind whenever like I start thinking about this in the immediate aftermath. Just relentless in attacking both offensively and defensively in this where at one point the Bucs couldn't do anything. No one else was stepping up for them in this game. Chris Middleton hadn't got going. You didn't see a great performance uh, for a while outside of Drew Holiday in this one. And it was Giannis doing everything other than some like crazy Brook Lopez couple of minutes that we saw in this. It was Giannis. And he just dragged this team relentlessly. Like he was just not going to let them lose. You know, we use the
1: cliche. he, He wanted it more. This team wanted it more. Um, and and so rare, you know, rarely do we get to see someone who really does want it more. Like that's that. I hate when people say that because it's just a, a catch-all kind of. You no, know, it's one team played better than the other. This really was a case of Giannis found a way, and and just. Whatever he wanted to do, he did it. There was nothing. DeAndre Ayton, I like. I felt bad for DeAndre Ayton at at some point because there was nothing he could do. And and he was a guy who had had guarded Giannis fairly well, guarded him well during the regular season. Oh yeah. Earlier in the in the first two Phoenix wins, he guarded. He was each, huge in those, those games, kind of limiting yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, the you know, the the fouls became an issue because Giannis decided. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm, I am sick of DeAndre Ayton being the guy that's the Giannis stopper. Like, I'm not having that anymore. I'm done with this narrative. I'm done hearing Kendrick Perkins talking about Robin to Chris Middleton, <laughs> Batman. I'm done with all of that stuff. Giannis went out there and took it. There was nothing that Phoenix could do. He took that game. Wherever he wanted to go on the floor, he got there. Everyone knows where he's spinning, and he still spun there. It, it was it was just an amazing. You 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 can spend we can talk here for two hours about Giannis. It, it, it,
0: we we could do the entire show on this like easily. He came out of the gate like this too. He had the block on the first possession against I forget. I think it was Bridges, um, and then scored on, in transition right down the court after that block. It was unbelievable. You could kind of see that we were maybe in for something special, um, and you could see the emotion on him after. Like talk about like a good finals and a good guy winning and kind of getting the credit and recognition he deserves. And you mentioned Kendrick Perkins, who's been calling Giannis Robin for a while. I think that goes and is officially buried also did you see Perkins tweeted during this game saying Giannis is having like one of the all-time great finals games and it's like wait wait a second here
1: I know let's look I love perk I love perk but when when your job is to be outlandish and bombastic and to say these crazy things it doesn't matter how wrong you were before you just switch to the next thing and you move on because people will just forget because the next outlandish thing that you say becomes the focus. And people forget that you called Giannis Robin and and he comes out there and he scores. How many points did he score in six games? I feel like he scored like 300 points in these six games. Probably, You know? So um, it's ridiculous, but, but Giannis like Giannis outscored Chris Paul and Devin Booker combined that, that, is that says something right there? He had more blocks than the entire Phoenix Suns himself. So he, yeah, he was out there on a, on a mission. 16 of 25, 17 of 19 from the free throw line, just a ridiculous, ridiculous performance. I, I I can't sing his praises enough. And you know what? This will lead us into our next segment. Stuck with the Milwaukee Bucks. Didn't didn't pull other superstar stuff when everybody, including us, did shows, yeah. wrote things, trying to trade him. He stuck with Milwaukee. He wanted to win one in Milwaukee. He wanted to be the guy who led a, a Milwaukee Bucks team to a championship. And he
0: did it. No, that's good. And that does lead us into the next segment, which will be coming up here next. we got a lot to, more to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll get into some Phoenix Suns talk, too, because, hey, they were in the finals, even if they didn't win. And they had a great season as well. But before we get to all of that, today's episode of Locked on NBA is brought to you by Spotify Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. It's basically on demand sports talk radio. Get in there and have a conversation and hear, share your thoughts um, and listen to what experts have to say in a more relaxed setting. I usually host rooms Wednesday afternoons. John, you host them on Friday, correct?
1: Generally on Fridays,
0: yes. Yeah, it's a great place to just get in on a conversation around the NBA and you have a chance to chat with us, react to breaking news, rumors around free agency, around the draft. It's an excellent time. So go download the free Green Room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices, and be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. You can follow me. It's at Nola J. You can follow John. It's at John Corrales. So when you can see when our rooms go live, we'll see you there. Spotify Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. So Bucks in six, they close out the Suns in the NBA Finals. Giannis gets his ring. They've got to be partying probably all night in for probably weeks to come in Milwaukee. As this was also a really great series, but John and I wanted to focus here a little bit on the Bucks. still. This is a team that's small market, built around their star, at times kind of took their shots and went in for this. Pretty much every move they've done over the past couple of years, like, culminated in paying off tonight. Obviously, with the NBA Finals victory. Yeah, you know, and
1: look, we were clowning them after the Bogdan Bogdanovich failed sign and trade. Oh, big time! That was that was like, oh, Milwaukee, what what are you doing? And that was before Giannis signed his extension, and we were really wondering, like, that that was that was a, a moment where. You thought, oh God, they're really botching this. They're screwing it up, and they're going to drive him out of town. And you know, to to Giannis credit, he is he he doesn't have the same mindset as some of these other superstars. He he likes he literally he likes Milwaukee. He likes living there. He uh, enjoys that situation, and and he committed to it. They went out. They spent a ton. On on Drew Holiday, which, you know, again, we raised eyebrows like, okay, Drew's good, but you gave up,
0: like, all of that for Holiday? Th- three first-round picks, and even as the Pelicans guy here, I thought maybe that was a little too much. So, there was no guarantee that
1: this was all going to work out. It was a good signing. It was a good trade, obviously, but then... You saw Milwaukee kind of struggle a little bit, but to Budenholzer's credit, he saw problems the prior two playoff runs and they adjusted. They they did things like make Giannis more of a screener. They did things like put guys in the dunker spot to try and prevent that building of the wall that that really stifled Giannis in and, you know, we talked about him as a guy that could get played out of a series, and now that, that couldn't happen. And so credit to Mike Budenholzer for making that adjustment. A guy that hasn't been given credit for making adjustments.
0: And for good reason. For good reason. Uh, we, we clowned him on, on game one, right? Like he had made uh-huh. pre-adjustments before the series even started. Right. He, he's someone I, I want to touch on for a second because – he actually got better as the series went on, didn't he? Like w- we've made a lot of fun of him. We thought maybe he would get fired. Rick Carlisle might have resigned to take this job thinking that Coach Bud was going to get fired. Obviously, that's not going to happen now. He played Pat Connaughton big minutes in, the, in game six of the NBA Finals. He played Teague in the first quarter of, of, of game six yeah. of the NBA Finals. And you kind of look at it and like, what are you doing? But, a lot of his moves paid off the way they changed their defense to guard Chris Paul a little bit differently, really flustered Paul throughout the series, which swung the momentum in their favor. It's like, again, we need more time on these shows to go over some of this stuff, but it's wild to kind of look at like how certain things have gone with this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't want to go full revisionist history either because there's a tendency to do that, that some people are going to say, well, well, you know Budenholzer was was unfairly criticized for a lack of adjustments when you know that wasn't the case no it was the case it was the case and that was part of why they lost because he kept doing the things that he did in the regular season he he played he played his stars regular season minutes in playoff series like that that's that's still true it can still be true that he did that and now he's changed that and he's learned from his mistakes. So everybody learns. Giannis learned. He got better. Middleton learned. He got better. These guys can all still get better, and that's true of the coach who did make some good calls. And you know, credit to him. Credit to the assistant coaches. Like some of his assistant coaches are going to start getting even more shine now. The next round of coaching vacancies. You know, Darvin Ham is going to start getting even more buzz. He got plenty, but he's going to get even more. Moving forward, like that type of stuff, you know, it permeates through the staff. But Budenholzer deserves the credit. the The way they deployed Drew Holiday was was really great defensively. The way they changed some of the pick and roll that they did with with Middleton and with Giannis throughout the series was a wrinkle that Phoenix wasn't ready for. And you know, and also you got to give credit to the role players. We can't, I wanted to
0: mention Bobby Portis.
1: I was going to say, we can't go halfway through a, a podcast <laughs> a podcast, and not mention Bobby Portis, right? Like, how can we wait this long if, to mention Bobby Portis? Okay, do you, off the top of your head, do you know how many points
0: he scored? Um, like, I, I want to say like 11. Okay, so he, he scored 16 in this game, and they were like 16 okay. big points, two big threes in this one. Um, had some fun with Chris Paul, too. At one point, <laughs> at probably midway through the third, if you had told me he had like 30, I think I would have believed you. His impact sure, yeah. was felt so great in this one to me. Um, and throughout the series, as you said, those role players needed to step up, and you had a night here where Drew Holiday's shooting was off he was four of 19 from the field you needed a guy like bobby portis to step up and carry some of that offensive load yes yes but also i do want to give
1: holiday some credit
0: no he deserves a ton he deserves a ton and there can't there's not one person i am happier for in the series than him
1: sure and, and, and yes obviously for for great reason but also he didn't let the, what I want to give him credit for is I, he didn't let the tough shooting night bother him. He had a huge three pointer in the fourth quarter that he stepped into confidently that maybe some guys with that kind of shooting night would not have taken. And he stepped up and he took it and he drilled it. And so to, to keep that confidence up to say, Hey, look, this is a shot that I can make. And he, he made it so, and, and offensively, I, I kind of consider holiday as one of those role players. Cause he's, He's he's one of their he's like their third best player, but he is certainly much more uh, defensive oriented, and he made some great defensive plays throughout the series in this game. He he's again the way they used him to to come in is whoever was hot. It's like okay, you're guarding this guy. Booker's going off. Holiday. Chris Paul going off. Holiday. Like, it, it was it's wild to see, but for him to hit a huge shot in that in that fourth quarter Uh, bobby portis scored six fourth quarter points same as middleton uh that that's wild to me and even though that technical foul that he got while hilarious was so poorly timed but
0: uh yeah Uh, uh, coach Bud was furious I think most people were furious, even though that was such a weak tech. You could see that kind of building up to that with just some of like the antics he has out there on the court, blocking Chris Paul from going to talk to Scott Foster at one point too. Hilarious. I, I thought it was kind of funny and I kind of enjoyed it and it added some much needed like – quirky character to this game that was like so intense from the start and at times bad basketball that it kind of needed a little bit of comic relief. I thought, and he definitely provided that, but he was big for them in this one. And Chris Middleton hitting that huge, Uh, contested like mid-range leaner to go in was big down the stretch they have like I look at this team and it's like they have the right kind of role players and that's something to kind of like keep in mind too right everyone knows their role Middleton knows when he needs to step up and he's very good at coming through in those clutch moments that uh, bucket he had was massive when the Suns were threatening to maybe keep this closer or pull the momentum away they got it within six they kept it there for a little bit
1: yeah, yeah. And look, and you mentioned this before too. I have to acknowledge Brooke Lopez for that that few minutes in the third quarter where Big he time. took over, that huge poster dunk on Ayton, and then a floater, um, another oddly, you know, odd angle drive shot put thing he did. Yes, which we shouldn't be surprised that he does it because he's done that before. Like that's not an oddity for brooke lopez but it every time he does it it just looks like it should be an oddity like that a a brooke lopez floater are you kidding me that shot put drive thing that what like and then you, you yeah he he does do that he does do that from time to time but out of nowhere like really out of nowhere
0: There there are a couple of of moments like that in this game, right? Like you had some, some key Bobby Portis moments. You had, you know, a series that looked like it was going to swing because of Brooke Lopez. And then we'll get into this one in the next segment. You have Frank Comiskey making this about him for a little bit and being like the star (laughs) of, of NBA Twitter. And with that, we'll get into the Suns coming up here in the final segment of today's locked on NBA podcast. But before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Do you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors that there's something for everyone? I love the mint brownie, John. What's yeah. your favorite flavor? Um, I'm leaning salted caramel right now. It's like a into- candy bar. It really
1: is. Like you know, plus salt on sweet is is just right in my wheelhouse.
0: I think the double chocolate's a little underrated because it's almost like creamy and a different consistency than some of these like unlike any other protein bar I've ever had which are often just dry they're chalky you got to kind of like chug down a bottle of water with them but if you want to try all of the flavors and discover which one your favorite is you can get a mixed box where you're gonna get two of each of the nine different flavors and not only are these delicious and the best tasting they're healthy too 17 to 18 grams of protein calories ranging from 130 to 180 so you're not wasting all the cardio you just did. Only four to five grams sugar and only four to five grams net carbs. They're all amazing tasting. They're all healthy for you. Plus, they have special limited time flavors, so you always want to check the website to see what's going on over at Built Bar. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK 15 and you're going to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 for 15% off over at Built.com. And Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Today's episode of Locked On NBA is also brought to you by rockauto.com. You want to keep your car running. It's how you get around. It's kind of important. And if you have ever tried to take your car into a dealership or a mechanic right now, they're backed up like six months. So if your car is broken down, you've got to try doing it yourself right now. And you don't want to spend more money when buying auto parts. So that's why you want to go to rockauto.com. Do not choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. I just replaced an air conditioning condenser on one of my cars. This thing on rockauto.com was $282 cheaper than one of the chain stores. I saved a bunch of money that just goes right back into my pocket to use on anything else that I want other than overpriced auto parts. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every single customer. So go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. So we've been talking a lot about the Milwaukee Bucks. They just won the NBA title in six games over the Phoenix Suns winning game six, 105-98. Giannis with an all-time performance, 50 points for the 50 years that it's been since the Milwaukee Bucks won a title. But look, the Phoenix Suns were in here. This was a really great series. This was one of the better NBA finals I think we've had over the past decade or so. They they deserve a ton of credit for the turnaround that they had over the past decade, not making the playoffs to getting into the NBA playoffs. You know, does it start with Devin Booker? Does it start with Chris Paul? Does it start with Monty Williams? How do you kind of look at their season and what they were able to accomplish?
1: I mean, I think this season
0: does start with
1: with Chris Paul, starts and ends with Chris Paul, because it was, it was what Milwaukee was able to do to Chris Paul and kind of neutralize him that changed the entire direction of this series. And look, who knows? Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Paul went out and had three separate surgeries this off season. So, um, that that's part of being a 36 year old aging superstar. It, it, there's only so much that he can do, but what he did for this team raising its, its level, uh, obviously no one expected this and people will say, Hey if if LeBron was was healthy if AD was healthy if you know certain other things if other people were healthy but that's look you you only get what you get in front of you fact is that they weren't and those other teams weren't good enough to get past those injuries Chris Paul was hurt in in these in these playoffs other guys have been hurt they they still managed to get themselves to the NBA finals and hold a two nothing lead in the NBA finals and that that's not nothing so we got to make sure that we give the proper credit i think the relationship between chris paul and monty williams was huge i think devin booker kind of i don't want to say st- stepping aside but sacrificing a little bit of his game and and learning how to play with chris paul i think that was an important development for them this this season uh i think what this series kind of taught us is they they could use another another guy. They could have they they could use their own Drew Holiday type of player. So it's gonna be interesting to see what they what moves they make in the offseason. I don't know what Chris Paul can do. Like the 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 questions after every Chris Paul season is how much does he have left? And he clearly has something left, but if they're gonna to try to come back, if they're gonna to try to get back into the situation and win next time, they are gonna need some more help. So I got to give them a ton of credit, and Monty obviously was, you know, just phenomenal, and, and I feel great for all his accomplishments, and, and feel bad that he couldn't get all the way through. But as much credit as I want to give them, it does highlight like they they still are missing that one extra guy that they can count on when you know, okay, you want to take away Chris Paul, Devin Booker's going to do his thing, and we still have this other
0: guy you got to account for. You know, it's interesting that you say that because that's kind of the the thing you, I, I saw about halfway through the game here with them. It, it, they they kind of went away from ball movement and what their identity was offensively at times, right? And they just kind of started going into and, and Jeff Van Gundy kept calling it out like just long possessions that were like ISO heavy that took too long to develop and it left just a weird bad shot. Like Devin Booker was 0 for, for 7 from 3 in this one and it makes his stat line look weird but he was kind of bad driving. Like how many in the second half bad shots did he take that was either blocked by Giannis or stripped because he's just trying to drive into traffic. No one's moving and he's just kind of stuck there, right? It feels like they need another like mini Chris Paul, another point guard to keep the ball moving for them at times when they start to get a little bit uh, rattled. And they seem rattled in this one. You know, I've said all season long, they look like a really well-coached team. They started to kind of come unglued in this one. And maybe it's just the stakes of it, right? Maybe it's game six on the road and yeah. a closeout game for a young team that's never been here before. And so it makes a lot of sense. You know, if they use this as the right kind of learning experience, they can come back and maybe have that. I, I don't know what the word for it is. It's not maturity experience maybe to to kind of you know act like you've been there before in a sense. they sure. But they need either someone that can calm them down or keep their offense going to get back to this level next year and be as competitive as they were. And Devin Booker just said, I saw the quote from his post-game interview. It's championship, you know, or bust next season for them. That's kind of the level of expectations that they're setting for themselves. They're definitely a postseason team and look like they'll be back, you know, getting out of the first round next year, let's say, but the road's going to be pretty tough for them if they don't find that missing piece. Right.
1: And that off the top of my head, I'd say that missing piece is going to have to be Deandre Ayton. Like he Ayton made a huge step forward this season. He he showed that he can add defense to some of the offense that he had been displaying early in his career. He showed that he can take his offense into the post and going towards the basket rather than more away from the basket. So he's we got to remember how young he is and also how young Booker is like those guys this this kind of experience is kind of invaluable i don't know what the future holds for guys like jay crowder or chris paul i don't know what chris paul is going to be thinking contractually we'll see what they decide to do but this type of experience is going to be huge and for aiton to make strides but then kind of get played yeah you know, get terribly outplayed is you know, and, and no shame. You're you're guarding Giannis. You're going to get outplayed, but <laughs> yeah, you, you also have a sense of like, okay, this is the finals. This is the level of physicality, and, and and it bugs me a little bit because. But also, I mean, it is what it is. the The NBA finals, it, the basketball is so different than the regular season partly because the two teams that are there are two of the best teams in the league, but also because the officiating allows so much more contact. It's going to be, it's very important for Aiton to have seen the level of contact that he has to get comfortable with, that he has to be comfortable dishing out, that he has to be able to work off of offensively. So this is going to be a very important offseason. It's kind of a shame that it's a short offseason for him, but he now has a very significant homework load to get into the into the gym into the weight room and and start working on those things that are going to make him that third star he's it's it's ready made for him to take that that next step whether it's this upcoming season or the season after but he's going to be that guy now the question is Is he going to end up being the third star or the second star after Chris Paul leaves? And then are they going to have to be searching for another one after that?
0: Look, all of these questions will definitely be answered over by Brendan Clean over at Locked On Suns because I'm going to be tuning in just to hear more about how he views this season. And I think the Suns are a really interesting team about how they approach this offseason and what their outlook might be for next year. And then make sure you're listening to Locked On Bucks with Kane Pittman. Bucks true title contenders for years to come. How does this probably cement Giannis's legacy as like kind of an you know a modern great? I guess probably is what we're looking at him with as they talked about on yesterday's show. So all of those and more. Make sure you listen to the local podcast covering these teams from all angles. But that's going to do it here on Locked On NBA for us. As always, I'm your host on Wednesday, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter, and the host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast.
1: And I'm John Corrales. I am Red's Army underscore John on Twitter, and I host the Locked On Celtics podcast. And before we go, I want to remind people of a couple of draft things that are happening right now. We've got our ultimate mock draft right now. So search for ultimate mock draft 2021 for a, a entire first round by our Locked On local experts. That includes trades and everything and analysis from Chad Ford, Brian Scalabrini, and Ryan McDonough. So go ahead and search Ultimate Mock Draft on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcast. And then on draft night, I will be in a studio with Chad Ford and Raphael Barlow of Locked On uh, NBA Draft uh, to have the entire draft covered. We're going live an hour before the draft, it'll be streamed. All over the internet, we'll search. it's going to be on the Locked On NBA YouTube page, but you'll be able to find it all over the place. Uh, me, Chad Ford, Raphael Barlow, starting an hour before the, the, the draft and then taking me all the way to the end of the second round. It's going to be like four and a half hours of live NBA draft coverage with all of our local hosts. It's going to be unlike anything you've seen before. It's going to be better than some of the coverage
0: that you see uh, out there So I would encourage everybody to tune in. Absolutely. I'm excited for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. There we go. That's going to end it for today's show. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back with you all next week.